On this week's show, we're going to wrap up our conversation on the fundamentals of sales management. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we get started with today's content, I want to share with you the brand new Epic 2020 video trailer. Epic is epic. There's nothing like it. The encouragement, some fresh ideas. You need to show up. You'll get your mind blown. Great breakout session. Take something new back. Help and tools. You can implement the next day. Great speakers. That was a great experience. We have the top experts in our industry. Collaboration as we work together and trust one another. Now, I hope that gives you a little bit of a feel for what Epic and Epic 20 is really all about. Make sure you get signed up ASAP because, as usual, it will sell out. So go to epic2020event.com and get yourself registered. Now, last week we talked about the importance of the leadership mindset, your brand promise, and how that comes through with your sales team. We also talked about how you need to act more like a coach with your sales team. This week, we're going to wrap up Gary's conversation on the fundamentals of sales management. He's going to talk about transferring ownership away from yourself so you can grow the company. He's going to talk about talent, technique, and sales. Talk about role descriptions, expectations for a sales manager, and finally, measuring patterns for results. So let's go to Gary Ellix and we'll wrap up the discussion now. The final outcome is after I give them the model of success, then I say, well, um, you're going to get a coach. Not only do you have a model of success, and not only have you seen me demonstrate how I would like it to be done, but I'm going to give you a coach. So when you stray off of a particular discipline, the coach can say, uh, wait a minute, we're not really where we want to be. Our average ticket for our company was supposed to be 8,000, and you're at 76. Again, just making that up. The coach can intervene and say, what's going on? How's it going? Back to the one-on-ones, back to the ride-alongs, back to the role plays, back to the skills, back to the training. So the coaching, the skills, the training, the role play, the ride-alongs, the behaviors. Again, coaching is about training. You role play, you visit you in the field, you do the ride-alongs, you understand your training for behavioral change. The measurements tell us whether the behaviors are being done well. If the coach intervenes at this point and says, what's going on? That's the basis of the one-on-ones. I'm checking in with you. 
There's no real long-term damage that occurs. We catch the idea that somebody's drifting away from the process early as opposed to drifting away from the process and then later we find out they've drifted away a lot and our results have suffered and now we've got bad behaviors that got developed, behaviors that are not effective, and now we have to go back and recorrect those. So that's, that's battlefield triage. That's when your game plan was never really set up properly from the beginning. So what I'm asking you to do as a smaller company is to say that I know and recognize I'm going to have to transfer my knowledge, my authority, uh, things I know about application, uh, experiences that I understand about how homes are, you know, the construction of homes are, the need for insulation, air exchange, the six comfort components, just the elements of understanding how to talk to a homeowner, social styles, presentation materials, how to present our guarantee, the deliverable of client experience. So there's all this stuff that falls into these 18 steps. What I'm asking you to do is to recognize right now that you as a small business are going to have to transfer that over to somebody else. So you have to start thinking in terms of Michael Gerber. I am a technician. I am an entrepreneur. I have become a leader. So the technician knows how to do it and can complete the work and is very good at it, grows into an entrepreneur. The business is growing up around him or her, and they're learning to be successful. But that point right there is when they have to decide if I'm going to continue to grow and understand that I can't keep doing this forever because the physicality of the technical work, it's perishable. I have to transfer that over. So I've got to start documenting the processes. I've got to create a sales process. I don't care what your sales process is. I care that you have one. I care that you transfer the authority over to some form of a training platform whether you use the 18 steps that we talk about or whether you use somebody else's sales process does not matter to me. It only matters that you understand that sooner or later, you've got to give the model of success to the people that are coming in, whether that's a tech, a maintenance tech, whether it's a comfort advisor, you know, whomever it is. They have to understand that. Uh, by the way, this transcends sales management. This is in relationship to all positions, the model of success, how to be a good bookkeeper. You know, how to do it. So what we're looking for then is a process that then has measurements to it. And when we can do those things, what we're going to do is as a business owner, we're going to be prepared and we'll be ready to do the training. And so over time, this allows the company to grow. What it does is it allows somebody else then to take on the selling function. So I, as a business owner, uh, can do other things. I can still sell, of course. Obviously, I'm strategically developing enhancements to the sales process, but I'm also probably working with hiring, training, developing, looking at large projects. Whatever it is that I'm doing as a business owner, somebody else then has the ability to go out and execute in-home retail sales, or the technician that sells has the ability to do that. <coughs> so if you look at the best salespeople, um, they're talented, clearly, but they also have technique. And so you can't execute uh, great technique without understanding what your process is. So you can have tremendous talent and still fail, but if you have average talent and technique, generally you become more successful. All right, so that's a very big overview of sales management. I'm going to take you back over to the uh, facility where we're going to look at some uh, material. I'm going to show you a role description for a sales manager that's on the site. Uh, I'd like you to engage with that. I'd like you to think about the process side of that, meaning that the role description is there not as the answer to this problem, 
the role description is there to make you think about, all right, what kind of things do I need to do as an owner or as a business uh, that has uh, salespeople, that has a sales management function that's coming, or maybe you want to fine-tune your sales management function. How do I get the sales manager in a position to be the very best sales management function possible, and how do I get my people to be successful to the degree of the metrics? So we want to be me measuring you know, average ticket, closure rates, GP per day, all types of different things along those lines. So let's go back into the studio. All right, so if we look at this particular slide, this is just a recap. So the first thing is, I think you need to be aware of the fact that as a business owner, um, small, medium, evolve, you have to have a mindset where you're creating an environment of success. The environment of success means that you have to have some form of structure. So I'm just going to show you this. This is a letter of expectations. This is on the site. This is under human resources. It's under role descriptions. And there's about 30 different role descriptions on there. This one is the sales manager's role description. We always start with a letter of expectations. This is 2020. This is what I expect of you. This is 2021. This is what I expect of you. This is 2022, 2025. This is what I expect of you. So as you scroll through that, I'm just going to quickly go through that. There is a list of expectations. This is what I need you to do. Well, I don't really know what your company wants it to be, but I know this is an example. So here's what I want the sales department to do right there. Boom, I want you to do this. You know, I need this many dollars in sales. I need this closure rate, this average ticket, uh, this GP per man day. Uh, I want to sell these products and services. So it doesn't matter what your answers are. It matters that you've put the process in place and that you have asked and answered those questions. So it's not about the individual answer. Then there's a detailed role description about your functional areas of responsibility, client satisfaction, just what I said, client experience, the deliverable, what's the brand promise? You can go down that list. This is designed for you to be able to support that particular function right there, that of a leader mindset setting up an environment of success. Tell me what you need me to do. Give me the model. If you don't give me the model, what you're going to end up with is you're going to end up with my best guess of what you want and my best guess might be good enough, but oftentimes my best guess is something that's different than what was your expectation. And now we have conflict. So you're the company owner, I'm the sales manager, or I'm the comfort advisor, and I'm delivering something that's different than what you expected. That's conflict. That was entirely avoidable if you created the mindset and the environment where there was clarity. Expectations create clarity. By the way, that's hard work. That's why it's number one. It's a pain. You have to do it. If you have questions, send us the Ask the Expert uh, you know, question through the portal. I will guide you. Drew will guide you. Wally will guide you. We will put resources about you know, wherever we can in order to help you get what you need from this. But just hiring a salesperson and saying, go sell. And you know, by the way, this is our product line, and I hope you're successful. That, that's not good. So and you can send them to training. So you can send them to Drew or Wally's training, Russ. These guys are amazing at what they do, but if they don't have a context, in other words, they don't know what their takeaway is supposed to be based on your company context, then what you're doing is you're setting up your person that you're sending to the training for failure. You're not giving them clarity. So you need to tell them what you want. Second area there is you need to develop a plan. That's sales manager's responsibility. How much are you going to sell? What kind of products and services? What's our pricing strategy? Are we going to discount? When we discount, how are we going to do that? Should we discount and give away price? Or should we start with the idea where we're going to 
negotiate away an accessory or two or switch packages. Instead of a high-end package, we'll drop down a package. Uh, are we categorizing our financing strategy in a particular way that allows us to sell particular positions? Your relationship with suppliers, the products, the accessories, et cetera. So you need to develop a plan. If you are an owner and you are a small business and you are going to have a comfort advisor uh, selling tech and that's your next step, and you think that you are going to just have success without giving a plan of attack that's something that has not only the letter of expectation for you know, the comfort advisor, uh, there is a role description for a comfort advisor that's very similar, you got to explain to them what your expectations are and have that conversation. So you got to go slow to go fast. Developing a plan is not just some idea that's grad school or business school. That's not the issue. It's not a bank business plan. This is a, a document that says, this is what I expect from you. And, and when you deliver it, this is how I'm going to reward you. And uh, the, our one-on-ones, our, uh, our ride-alongs, our coaching sessions, you know, you're going to support that process. So you've got to be a better company owner than just being you know, me wearing 37 hats. You've got to break this down into the processes. Again, that's Michael Gerber's whole context of his book, The E-Myth Contractor, is the entrepreneur turning into an evolved company is not about size and revenue. It's about recognition and mindset, understanding that I'm here and I'm doing it, doing it, doing it, and I need to go over here and I need to help other people do the work and I need to have a standard of excellence. That's all that is. So I need you to develop a plan. The third part of that discussion then is part of that plan is the sales process. So as we go through the various videos and we break those down, you're going to find that there are sales process checkpoints. And so I'm going to go through each one of the steps in a particular video, step one through step 18. And we're going to break down each one so that you have an understanding of what that step is, where you may be as a company, and how you can improve upon that or how you can put that one in place. Now, remember, you're a coach. The behavioral side of this is what you're after. So if Gary's showing up late for work every day or I'm rescheduling appointments, your lead coordination function is scheduling appointments for me on Saturdays, and I call the customer and say, yeah, I can't make it Saturday. I'll see you on Monday morning. If that's a behavior pattern that you're okay with, fine. Most companies would say, no, I want to schedule based on the idea of when the consumer is available. We're trying to make that happen. We would like to make that transaction. Well, that's a behavioral discussion then where you would have a conversation. This is the standard. Okay, the lead coordination side of this is we don't reschedule appointments. You know, very seldom are we going to allow that to be the case. So behaviors are what you're interested in as a coach. By the way, reinforcing positive behaviors is also important, meaning that catching people doing it right and saying, well done, nice work, really an excellent frame you know, of work uh, reference there. You did a great job on this, this, and this is just as effective, if not more, as you catching them doing it wrong or poorly. So you have to set those leadership principles up, and that's part of that discussion. Now, the last couple items there, setting goals, measurement patterns, you know, so um, monthly sales targets, uh, weekly sales targets, really closure rates, average tickets. I think you should break that down also if you're just making any notes or you're just sort of, uh, you know, sort of taking it all in. I would break it down by closure rates by medium. Uh, in our lead tracking system, and as you get to be a more sophisticated business, as you have software, the leads that come in by medium can be isolated. So we know a digital lead that came from Google Local Services, for example, 
uh, <clears throat> might close at a higher rate than a lead that came from some other source. So the closure rates and the average tickets are important pieces of information for the sales manager to break down. So as we're talking about marketing plans and how we're doing uh, the investment of our time and resources, that we're looking at the data points that are allowing us to make informed decisions, not just you know, random decisions. And then uh, the training and the ride-alongs we talked about. So as a sales manager, your primary job there, after you set the plan up and create the expectations and you've got the big picture umbrella environment, is to support, is to be able to coach, is to be able to be like a Bill Belichicker and Nick Saban and simply say, here's our playbook, here's how we're going to run the playbook, let's talk about how you're executing and what can I do to help you. And then you train, you hold your sales meetings, you have your regular meeting rhythms, and you organize around the idea that weekly you're going to have role plays, you're going to learn about social styles, you're going to teach people how to use your credibility materials, how to be a better, more likable person, and how to coach them to do that. And you, as you, over time, what you're going to end up with is you're going to end up with people that understand that you're in it for them, their success pattern is going to go up, hopefully your compensation systems, which you're also responsible for in your plan, are rewarding people for doing what you expect them to do, and you're catching them doing it right so that your coaching is positive, uh, as well as, you know, well, I, I like to say 90% honey, 10% vinegar. Occasionally, you've got to kick some people in, you know, in the hind tail. Uh, but for the most part, I think what you want to do is you want to identify the stuff they're doing right. You want to uh, positively reinforce that, and you want to show them the areas that they can improve. You want to do your one-on-ones. You want to coach. So there's a lot in that video. And there's a ton of information there, so I would encourage you to make sure that you're taking notes, uh, that you review the role description, you understand precisely what the sales process is, uh, you understand what you want your version of that sales process to be. Um, as we go through and break down each of the individual segments of the sales process in this section, what you're going to find is um, you may be doing a lot of that. Uh, but in some of it you might not be doing. You just have to decide, does that fit in your plan? Um, do you have time and energy to do that? So again, the small business owner has to recognize that they have to transfer their mind, uh, their, their ideas, their application experience, the way they want it done. They have to actually create that process. And you have to be able to put that down in a context to hand that to somebody. So sales management is a function. Sales management isn't just a job. Yes, it can be both, but for the most part, a smaller business that's migrating up and growing has to recognize that you're performing functions. Sales management as a function is part of that. So you've got to create the sales process. You've got to create the credibility book. You've got to create the material. You've got to create the price books. You've got to support the idea of what you're trying to deliver, and you've got to build all that so that as you scale and you escalate your business forward, you have people that are delivering what you expect. Your profit is going to be better. The consumer experience is going to be better. Your referrals are better. It all connects because you go slow to go fast. Now, as usual, that's some awesome stuff there from Mr. Gary Alex, right? Uh, if you're interested in learning more about this topic, I want to encourage you to sign up for our free 30-day trial. You just click Join at the top of this page. This is just a small piece of the process, but you need the whole thing to make it all work together. We got more from Gary talking about comfort advisor social styles, prepping for the call, customer assessment questions, and load calculations, and Manual J, and a ton more. So sign up for the free trial. Try it out for yourself. It's absolutely free. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. We're going to see you soon. We'll see you next week, in fact. Until then, bye-bye for now.